Welcome back to New World Next Week. I'm James Corbett of CorbettReport.com. I'm James Evan Pilato of MediaMonarchy.com. I'm proud of my gender. I think it's great. We've got that story plus damaging testimony. But first, let's make it a pushback against COVID crimes. First segment on this New World Next Week, the German investigation into the COVID scandal. This coming from Global Research and everything that we cite and source will always be included down in the show notes. The German Corona Investigative Committee, it's called. They've taken testimony from a large number of international scientists and experts since July 10th, 2020, and they've got a whole paper, and of course that will all be included in your show notes, but they basically helpfully put together their bullet point list, I think, of the conclusions, such as the corona crisis must be renamed the corona scandal, and there will be criminal prosecutions for crimes against humanity. Many scientists call this a PCR test pandemic, not a corona pandemic. Very healthy and non-infectious people may test positive. Likelihood of false positives is 89 to 94%, or basically near certainty. Mainstream media completely failed to report the true facts of the so-called pandemic. Politicians and media deliberately drove populations to panic. Evidence of gigantic health and economic damage to populations and, of course, bankruptcies expected in small and medium-sized businesses. Interesting enough, though, I think even if you, much like, again, this is the 9-11 in slow motion, if you even believe the official story, the parts don't add up. Normie doctors, COVID experts say there is another way. An interesting post on what is obviously a new website called Unheard, H-E-R-D, unheard.com. Three eminent epidemiologists met in Massachusetts to plan a better response to the pandemic, which again, the, the, the cure has been far, far worse than the alleged disease. Here's another 10 experts questioning the coronavirus pandemic from the good folks at offguardian.org. Last month, Dr. Martin Feely forced to resign from his health board position after publicly stating that the virus wasn't dangerous and lockdown policies were doing more harm than good. A few days ago, Dr. Marcus De Bruyne, an Irish GP who resigned from his government post in protest over their COVID policies, deleted his whole Twitter, but of course it's all been archived, and declared he was stepping back from public debate concerning the pandemic. These individuals paint a grander picture. Slowly but surely, the medical experts countering the pandemic narrative are being censored, removed, and completely pushed out of the conversation, if that sounds familiar in other sectors of this world. When the last dissenting voice is finally shut down, that's exactly when, of course, the establishment will claim the science is settled. And what's going on over in France? Parents in France vow to fight planned homeschooling ban. Get this. Parents who educate their children at home have vowed to fight President Macron's plan to ban homeschooling starting September 2021 unless they have a medical reason. In a speech on anti-separatism, Macron said that education authority inspectors regularly discover children who are outside the system and every week prefects close illegal schools, which he said were administered by religious extremists, which of course is code speak for terrorist. You're a terrorist if you homeschool, so says Macron. So James, these are, I think, again, the, the, the pushbacks that we've started to see it's getting, I don't know, man. It's, I, I worry about it. Uh, I think you are right to be worried about it. Um, and it is always hopeful to see that there is resistance coming from a number of different avenues, because I don't think any one avenue is going to be the silver bullet solution. But hopefully all of the different pushbacks will have their own effects. And on the note of the, well, the crimes against humanity and potential tort case 
slash class action lawsuit question mark. I would love to be as excited about this as I know a lot of people out there are. Um, yes, you can stop emailing me the link to this video. Thank you. <laughs> I've received it many times this week. Uh, I just don't know what there is to be excited about about this yet. Uh, I'm, as I say, I'm glad this is happening. I'm glad the German Corona Investigative Committee is holding its hearings and getting evidence and pursuing some sort of legal avenue for this. But uh, as far as I know, I don't see any sort of, I mean, they haven't filed anything yet. Um, and in this presentation, there's not even any clear indication of where this is going to be filed, on, in what court and under what jurisdiction and, and charging who specifically with what specifically. And do we get to read this? Or <laughs> it's, just, it's just a lawyer talking to a camera for 40 minutes. Good. And he lays out some very important points that will hopefully resonate with some people out there who are unaware of the details of this scam. So that is good. And it is a good way of getting the word out to people who might not otherwise be aware of it yet. But at least legally, there's absolutely nothing to even talk about yet, let alone get excited about. And I don't know. I mean, call me Mr. Cynical, but I, I don't know. I can't imagine myself a hundred years from now reading a history textbook about the crazy year 2020. And then there was a class action lawsuit filed and the, the agenda was derailed. The Great Reset stopped and the globalists went away. I mean, I, I don't know. I just don't see this coming from the courts. But as I say, I'm glad that people are pursuing every opportunity and every avenue for getting information out there to the public, even if it is something like a lawsuit. Even if it doesn't go anywhere, it still could be an opportunity to educate the public. So I am... I'm all for power to the elbow of everyone out there who's doing these various forms of pushback. Uh, I'm just, I'm not particularly excited about this yet. I was tweeted the story a lot, James. Uh, I think basically the guy's coming from the angle of saying he's a lawyer who's prosecuted big corporate criminals like Deutsche Bank and Volkswagen. And he's basically coming at it, I think, from that angle but again, last time I checked, Deutsche Bank still kicking it in, Volkswagen still doing pretty well. Again, even in the, the French story, it basically gets into the part where it's like, contact your MPs and say stuff about it, which maybe that hopefully could do something. But again, I think it's going to take mass, mass just non-compliance and resistance. Couple of other notes surrounding the scamdemic James. Uh, something I think I think is very important to put on the record again is this just develops in slow motion, but very rapidly at the same time. COVID-19 phase three vaccine trial participants report day-long migraines and fevers, and a second AstraZeneca volunteer reportedly suffers rare neurological condition, but UK company says it's not the vaccine. You are already sick. And my second maskless attempt to go to the grocery store did not go as well as the previous time when I was recognized as the guy from Media Monarchy. Sir, you need a mask. And I eluded her once. And then the second time she, she got pretty mad at me. And then actually, James, it's the store I go to in my neighborhood. I had never seen this lady before. I would not be surprised if they're basically hiring more assertive folks to, to clamp down on the, you know, the, the maskless, as it were. The second segment on this fairly scientific episode of New World Next Week, episode 423. Really interesting stuff, James. U.S., U.K., and France. Again, just the usual suspects yet again. U.S., U.K., and France block ex-OPCW chief's testimony at the U.N. You can just see tyranny unfolding in real time. On Monday, 
at the UN Security Council, the US, UK, and France, and of course, allies. And James, I wasn't immediately able to find just some of the other list of crony countries who are probably, of course, go along to get along with the big boys. They basically blocked testimony from a former director general of the Organization for the Prohibition of Chemical Weapons, OPCW, the big chemical weapons board, Jose Bustani, Brazilian diplomat, was the first guy that ran the OPCW when it was formed back in 1997. He was pushed out of the organization in 2002 by the Bush administration, personally threatened by James, what'd you call him, the walrus mustache of doom? John Bolton, personally threatened by John Bolton for his efforts to negotiate with, of course, former U.S. partner Saddam Hussein. The Brazilian was prepared to deliver testimony to the U.N. Security Council on Monday over the OPCW's investigation into an alleged chemical weapons attack in Duma, Syria in April 2018. That was the point where Swamp Thing really became a war criminal. Again, if the feckless fake left wanted to actually take him on, this might be a better angle. U.S., U.K., France responded to the alleged Duma attack, of course, with murderous airstrikes on Syrian targets. After the strike, OPCW inspectors arrived in Duma to investigate. Since the OPCW released its final report in March 2019, a trove of leaked documents have surfaced. The leaks, along with whistleblower testimony, suggest the OPCW suppressed evidence and ignored the findings of senior inspectors to fit the narrative that the Syrian government carried out a chemical attack in Duma. Really interesting stuff from journalist Aaron Mate. He's got basically the whole live tweet thread as he was watching essentially this censorship unfold in real time, James. And also Stephen Lenman has an article on this as well. Things, things work pretty well, again, when you control the levers of power and you can decide who gets to speak or not, James. That's exactly right. And yes, in a way, this is good because it is sending a clear and distinct message to the world that the OPCW does not have any credibility anymore. It is a political tool that will be used to prosecute and target the the targets of the U.S. State Department and their allies. That's all it is. And now they're, they're announcing it to the world. If we don't like what you're saying, we will block you from testifying, even if you are the ex-chief of the OPCW. It doesn't matter. Whoever you are, whatever, as long as you're going against our narrative, we will suppress you. So now they're saying openly and writing it in large, large letters for all to see, the OPCW has zero credibility. It is not an institution that you should trust at this point. So at least they're st stating it openly for everyone to see. Uh, for people who don't have any clue about this story or its significance, I will direct them back. Back in November of 2019, we covered it here on uh, on New World Next Week, OPCW losing credibility as even more revelations surface on Duma. And then I followed that up with a podcast episode last December on the Duma hoax, Anatomy of a False Flag, where I go through the whole timeline of everything that was going on and how the OPCW was participating in that cover-up. So it is an important story because uh, it goes to the heart, again, of how these types of regime change operations function and how they will no doubt continue to function. And on the note of that Stephen Lindman article, he's talking about a different OPCW uh, scandal, essentially the OPCW giving their, as we know, completely lack of credibility imprimatur to the investigation of the Navalny hoax, which is a whole other hoax uh, revolving, of course, around those dastardly Russians poisoning one of their enemies with the poison that we all know is 100% Russia. <laughs> it's just, uh, it smells 
so bad from so many dif- different directions. If people have no idea what that's about, I will direct them back to uh, an article I wrote uh, last month called How to Read the News, where I dissected, at least at that point, a month uh, ago, what that Navalny hoax was about and the ridiculous story that was being painted. But again, long story short, OPCW, completely credible lists institution. You shouldn't trust them as far as you can throw them. And at least they're announcing it for the world to see. Absolutely. And yeah, you can see the testimony then. Uh, Bustani went ahead and basically videotaped the testimony he was going to give. I think that one stands up a whole heck of a lot better than maybe the testimony in the first segment, James. Also kind of reminds me in a way of how basically the guy who started the thing gets thrown out when he doesn't follow with the way the cult turns. It makes me think of the guys from the Weather Channel and Greenpeace. They they don't follow, of course, the cult of global warming or wait, is it getting cooler? Finally, here on this episode 423 of Neural Next Week, James, it was in the breaking news this morning. They are very, very excited about it. We grabbed the story from statnews.com. Two female CRISPR scientists make history winning Nobel Prize in chemistry for genome editing discovery. That's right. The award named for the guy who invented stuff to blow things up in a decision that reflects the views of many, but far from all, experts on gene editing. The Royal Swedish Academy of Sciences on Wednesday awarded the Nobel Prize in chemistry to American biochemist Jennifer Doudna of the University of California, Berkeley, and French microbiologist Emmanuel Charpentier of the Max Planck Institute for Infection Biology for their 2012 discovery that a bacterial immune system called CRISPR can be repurposed to edit DNA you know, the molecule of hereditary, of heredity, rather. You know, they might want to mess with it with the new warp speed vaccines. The award smashed records and made scientific history as the only science Nobel ever won by two women. In an interview with reporters after the award was announced, Charpentier said that while she considers herself a scientist first, she is happy and a bit shocked that the two women won the Nobel. I think it's very important for women to see a clear path. I think the fact that Jennifer and I were awarded this prize today can provide a very strong message for young girls. Dudna said, I'm proud of my gender. I think it's great, especially for younger women, to see this and that women's work can be recognized as much as men's. That's right. And I think, James, we've talked about this before. Gina's running the CIA. I, from what I can tell, women and people of color have a very firm hand on the levers of the new world order. What a time to be alive. Yes, women, you can now help destroy humanity with a wildly dangerous technique that we've been reporting on here for the last three years. CRISPR gene editing can cause hundreds of unintended mutations. And maybe that's really what's coming up next. And all us crazy conspiracy theorists will essentially be looked at as criminal when what? They unleash the, the real virus next? James, this thing is sketchy. This whole CRISPR thing, man, it's like, to make a dumb media reference, it's Biff with the sports almanac getting into the time machine. It can wreck everything. That was a reference I wasn't expecting, but you are correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yes, uh, it's 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 almost bizarre it's almost comical to see the way they're trying to play this as some sort of gender identity politics win kind of thing i mean obviously they don't want people to look into the technology itself what it means what it's doing the the startling failures 
uh, to live up to the promise that was offered when this was first presented to the public and the, a lot of the, uh, the oops, unintended consequences they've been discovering over the years. We can shove all of that under the rug because it was women who did it. Yay. And as you say, exactly. Uh, you know, now there are more women represented at Bilderberg or Davos or, or even Skull and Bones men are now not all men. It could be, it could be minorities. It could be uh, women, all sorts of things, you know, yay. Uh, which of course is just the way to get people to not look at the actual issue. If people want to look at the actual issue, as you say, we have been covering this for years here on New World Next Week, genome editing and its unintended consequences. Unintended question mark. Uh, if you want to look into it very specifically, I had a, a conversation with Jonathan Latham of Independent Science News back uh, a year ago on gene editing specifically and some of the problems um, that they were finding at that point. And as someone in my comment section just today said, uh, might be time for another conversation with Jonathan. I think that might be true. So I, uh, you might be hearing from him again in the near future. But at any rate, yeah, let's look beyond the simplistic, stupid gender identity politics headlines and look at the actual technology that they're trying to pimp here. Yeah, and again, once once this thing is is out of the lab, I mean, is this going to be weaponized ticks, weaponized mosquitoes? Oops, sorry, gosh, can't believe we did. Yeah, it seems all pretty much, I think, planned on purpose, almost like from this multi-generational, eugenics-obsessed bunch of serial killers, James. Speaking of serial killers, it is, of course, the month of October and in the Media Monarchy Kingdom, actually, streaming interesting horror films and scary films for Media Monarchy members only. Would love to see folks come join us. That's on top of the usual news, music, memes, and more. I stream eight hours a day, Monday through Friday, 9 to 5 Mountain Time at MediaMonarchy.com slash listen. And we will still thank folks for using the P.O. Box. Basically, if folks out there have wanted to support James Corbett, but they don't do digital money, we are using James Evan Pilato's post office box, and you can send checks or money orders made payable to James Evan Pilato, and I basically split it with my buddy James Corbett, or however you tell me to split it up, James, and it's been pretty good, and it's, I think, a great, fantastic way to get support from people who maybe felt like they've somewhat just been, you know, the, the audience at some point. And now they're literally involved in the production of these shows. And again, been doing this for a long time, James. I appreciate you, buddy. Exactly right. We couldn't do it without all of you out there, not only supporting us monetarily, but also helping to get the word out to other people. This is what it's about. Let's change some minds. Let's do it again next week. James, talk to you then. All right, buddy. Take care. <laughs>